Flames is a podcast created by best friends and Twin Flames, Chloe and Hillary, about personal development, shifting the perspective, and becoming your most authentic self. Chloe is a spiritual practitioner, astrologer, and entrepreneur. Hillary is a mindfulness expert, happiness educator, and therapist in training. We combined our strengths and knowledge to bring you the best of what we have found to be helpful to us on our respective journeys. My God, <laughs> tell me why literally like day one of 2020, obviously everybody's like, yeah, new year, new me, blah, blah, blah. That's a problem in and of itself. <laughs> but tell me why like the number one trending hashtag on Twitter on, I think it was January 1st, Probably. was World War Three. Yeah, that was a whole thing, right? <sighs> yeah. It's, and it's ugh. just like I've I since I think I even talked about this in our last episode. Um, since removing social media from my phone, I'm not like as aware of this stuff. Like I only have Twitter on my desktop, and I check it maybe a couple of times a day versus checking it 50, 60, 70 times a day because mm. I'm insane. Um, I mean, also a person <laughs> in the modern world. Also, also. Just to reframe real quick, <laughs> there are people whose job it is to find ways for social media and apps and all this stuff to play on the dopamine system in oh, our totally. brain. So they're literally trying to get us addicted to things. So, you know, don't take all the blame there. <laughs> You're not wrong. Honestly, I think deleting social media was like such a breath of fresh air for my life it's like so i've nice. seen how much more free time i have and how much easier it is for me to get shit done yes because i've done that like in the morning a lot of times in the past eight side stories right i would wake up and go straight to twitter straight to instagram and mm -hmm. i could lay in bed for like three hours easily mm -hmm. and now totally. like I might check like my YouTube analytics sometimes in the morning. I try not to even do that, mm -hmm. but I'll get up and like see if there was any comments I missed overnight or something. And sure. then once I'm done with that, it's like, oh, okay. Like that was maybe 10 minutes now. Like, what am I going to do today? I feel like it has saved me so much time. Yes. Yes. And oh <laughs> my goodness. So many other things. The comparison so thing. Oh my gosh, the rabbit holes we could jump down right now. I know. Oh, and 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 Australia, like on fire. Ah, uh, like there's just the world is literally burning. The world is literally burning. <laughs> and <laughs> this is the tension that we're gonna hold today, isn't it? Yeah, this is that I tension. Think, I think so, Hillary. I think it is. So the world is literally burning, and also. We still have to live our lives and not let it consume us? Yes. Question mark? Did you know people actually write books on this topic? Like, there is a book that I've... I don't remember what it was called, unfortunately. I, if I remember it, I'll put it below, but chances are I probably won't. Because it's literally, like, I saw it in passing. But it was, mm. like, a book basically dedicated to... I think written by a psychologist, too. Mm. Like, dedicated to that, like how to like basically function when you feel like the world is literally ending honestly there's okay <laughs> there's like all of these times both personally in my own life and also clinically with clients and such um and just theoretically you know what it spans everything <laughs> um but it's th that question of like everything around me feels uncontrollable and like it's falling apart or whatever it may be like everything around me is disaster kind yeah. of thing and how can I move forward in that because I can't control any of it and this is where all day on this we're just going to be holding tension because the yeah. tension is like yeah you're right everything around you is uncontrollable and you can't do anything about it but what you can do is something with how you react like when we can't control anything around us, we can control ourselves. And sometimes exactly. that's the only saving grace. Like, that's the freedom we have is to say, okay, well, how do I want to respond to it? What do I want to do with it? Yeah, the world's burning. What do I want to do with that? Exactly. You know? I agree. And, I mean, 
even recently getting a little bit spiritual on y'all. Um, I've been reading this book, the law, I'll put a link for this one down below because I'm actually in the middle of it. It's just called the law of attraction and it is by, uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks. They're a couple that wrote it together and something that they talk about, they're all like channeled messages basically from like their guides and stuff that talk about the law of attraction in detail and like really explain it on like almost like a layman terms, like, Hmm basis and something that they talk a lot about is how like collectively we attract certain experiences because Mm. we're constantly all feeding it like Mm. basically like even as you're talking about it you have an internal guidance system I know I do where Mm -hmm. somebody says something that's like really disheartening about the world and my body instantly sends me a signal of like let's not engage with this Mm. because that's just adding to it more and oftentimes I engage anyway because my empathy gets the best of me and I don't want people to feel like I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the hard thing. Also, there's a similar thing with um, trauma. It's, it can, I forget whose term this was, maybe Freud. It's like the repetition compulsion where it's like, um, and I've experienced this personally in my own life. Uh, You go through something traumatic and then you unconsciously continue to, be in situations or put yourself in situations that reiterate that trauma there's more yeah. trauma so it's trauma follows trauma follows trauma and fun fact i know we're on a side story but still fun fact <laughs> fact opinion whatever experience um for me that continued because I was feeding into that energy unconsciously. Yes. And once I did trauma therapy, all of those patterns, all of those cycles, all that repetition just stopped. Like, immediately. I love that. Isn't that incredible? Ugh, Hillary, I need to go back to therapy. I and love Specifically, therapy. I want to go to, like, a trauma specialist because... Oh, there's so many I feel like that could ones. do so much good for me. Oh, <laughs> hey, if anyone else out there wants to go into trauma therapy, yeah, do it. There's so many great ones. <laughs> Just I, the therapist in me is going to come out real quick. Quick rundown. Okay. <laughs> there you can are always, different You kinds. can always let her into our home. She can oh, always good. come down here and pet the bunnies. Oh, good. Come also, along, Also, I feel like season self. one was like eight side stories. And I feel like this season we're like down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so true. Just petting the bunnies down here at the rabbit hole. Mm. Um. So super, super fast rundown if you're interested in trauma therapy. There's different modalities. You're going to want someone who actually knows, like, how to work with trauma. Could be prolonged exposure therapy. Could be EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It could be CRM, my personal favorite comprehensive resource model. If you find someone who does that, jump on it. Um, And there's, like, a myriad of other things. So, you know. That's my spiel on trauma therapy, and I have so much more to say. But still. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, so this tension we're holding. Chloe, do you want to tell us what exactly we're talking about with this tension? Well, it's... uh, I know our main topic, the the thing that I wrote down is why are we being so serious? Yes. Like, everybody sees all this bad, like, objectively bad stuff that's Mm -hmm. happening in the world and like people just lose this ability to like feel joy or to Mm -hmm. be happy because we all think that we need to be in this constant state of trying to fix the world and better the world and like like you're not worthy of doing something nice for yourself because the world is suffering yeah yeah or like the choices that I'm making have to be very specific because it's based on the world is yeah. dying. Which, like, don't get me wrong. We, I really want to drive this point home. I'm not saying, like, you know, don't reduce your consumption of, like, certain foods. Don't, like, you know, yep. I'm not saying don't reduce your plastic waste. Don't, like, do not. those things. That's lovely. But don't, yeah. like, kill yourself doing it. <laughs> exactly. And that's the tension, I think, right there. Yeah. Is, like... We fully recognize, like you said, Chloe, objectively terrible things are happening around the world. That's kind of just a fact. We know that. And it's really important that we do take steps to do something to help the world and each other and all of this. Absolutely. 
And at the same time, if it consumes you and then you can't have fun, you can't enjoy your life, you can't be well physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, well, I mean, that's also a problem. Yeah. Like, honestly, one of the best things you can do for the world is be as joyful as possible from an energetic perspective. Yes. Ooh, that reminds me of a little story. Um Ooh story time. So I've probably told this before. This is an old story that um, I really don't even know where it came from. But the way it goes is this dad and his son go to see this like spiritual guru. Um, maybe he's a monk. Maybe he's uh, honestly insert whatever priest, rabbi, monk, doesn't matter. The point is he's a spiritual guide, a spiritual guru. And they go to see him. And, you know, this is a little kid running around. And so they have to figure out how to keep this kid entertained while dad talks to the spiritual guru. And so the guru gives him a puzzle and says, here, go ahead, put this puzzle together. It's a thousand pieces. It'll take him forever. We'll have plenty of time to talk. Not a problem. And so the kid gets the puzzle, the dad and the guru go and talk. And within a couple minutes, the kid comes running in and says, okay, I did it. Puzzle's complete. And they had given him a massive thousand-piece puzzle of the entire world. They were like, there's no way he could have put this together. It's the whole world. How could he put it together so fast? And so they say, okay, well, show us. And they go over, and he tells them, well, it was really easy, because when I flipped the pieces over, they formed a man. And it was a lot easier to put that one man together than to put the whole world together. But by doing oh, so, both snap. happened. I just got goosebumps so hard. Right? So put yourself <laughs> together and then the world comes together. Yes. Basically. Yes. That's an oversimplification, but you all get it. Yeah, totally. That was a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you for story, story time. time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I favorites. really do feel that way. And I think so often we do want to fix these like bigger bigger issues but frankly they're bigger than us and yeah. I do think it's important to start what I like to call the ripple effect like yes. it's good to be the person that starts the ripple because and what I mean by that is you know like one drop on a pool of water ripples out to the whole thing mm. and if you are that one drop yeah it can ripple out to your families your communities and then there's a bunch of you doing something yes and that's wonderful but you have to be that person that can do some things but you can't do it all you cannot be the entire pool you cannot be the entire ripple yes now i have chills <laughs> yes i talk about this a lot actually um well not as much anymore because deleted social media but uh <laughs> when i was on social media that's like a phrase that i often like draw back to is like be the ripple yes. and be that person that like starts the effect like no you can't do it all yourself but be the change you know yes and i guess we're moving a little bit into stories now it's a um, big story time day it is a big story time day <laughs> i don't necessarily have like a big story per se i have a couple things that i could definitely talk about like number one I think removing myself from social media was really good because I have talked for years and years and years and years about how I refuse to watch the news. Mm -hmm. Not only do I not have cable anyways, so I couldn't even if I wanted to, but the news to me, it's literally something that is designed like it's designed to keep you watching it. And you have to keep that in mind. Anytime mm -hmm. you're watching the news, it is designed to keep you watching it. Mm -hmm. Like they would not have a platform if you weren't watching. Totally. And so keeping that in mind, they know how to sell certain stories. They know how to fear monger. Monger? Monger. Yeah. 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 They know how to do that. They know how to make things feel really enticing. They know how to just boost the timeline and the stories in order to make you want to watch it mm. so i do feel like the news is just like not great <laughs> mm. period and then you do get so many people that will say like oh but if you don't watch the news like you're not going to be informed blah 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 here's the thing 
Number one, you can be informed without watching the news. It's okay to like maybe look at things once a week or once every couple of weeks, or I'm sure you're going to hear about it anyways. If you go to any working environment or school environment, Mm -hmm. somebody's going to know what's going on and you're going to be informed. Trust that you're not going to go without knowing things. I promise. Mm -hmm. There's too many people in the world buzzing around topics. You're not going to be uninformed. Um, And the other thing is, with my own experience pulling myself off social media, I didn't see that World War Three hashtag until it was a couple of days old. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The world didn't fall apart. Nope. Sure I'm didn't. still here. My life is still very similar to what it was a couple of days ago. If not, I can't say exactly the same because obviously everything changes, even on a microscopic level. Yes. But, you know, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Things are still moving. The mm-hmm. world didn't just stop because I stopped feeding into this collective fear. Yes. And also, what a beautiful thing to return to. I mean, like, seriously, sage advice. If you're struggling, <laughs> return to the fact that you're still breathing. Yes. <laughs> like that's that actually huge. really helps me drawing things back into the present when I'm stressing out. Yeah, like it's a so very true. good way There's... to kind of draw it back. <gasps> oh, Chloe, do you remember? You probably do. The song "Here Comes a Thought" from Steven Universe. Yes, yes. Oh, Steven Universe part... is such a good show. I've listened to that song a ridiculous number of times, <laughs> and there's a part in it that says um, something to the effect of will this be the thing that makes me fall apart or something like that? And it's like, but it's not, but it's not, but it's not, but it's not, but it's not. And that's it. That's what I ask myself all the time. Is this one thing going to destroy everything? Will this be what makes me fall apart? And it's not because it really never is. No, it never is. I'll still be breathing. And you can also take delight in the fact that today you are alive longer than you've ever been. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and every second, that's more and more every true. Second, you are alive longer than you've ever been. Hey. <laughs> I'm a glass breath. half full kind of person. I'm just saying. I love it. And your breath has carried you through every second of that. Ah, oh, I love that too. Gosh, look at us being all metaphorical and shit. <laughs> Um, so I guess that's like the number one right there. And then number two, I guess I do have somewhat of a story though. I don't, I don't hesitate to share it because it was definitely an experience that I had, but it definitely made me feel bad for that person. And it's nobody in my personal life. This is like a random person. Mm -hmm. But when I visited Paris in 2018, which was amazing, by the way, this one experience did not tarnish the entire city because it was so beautiful and so perfect and did you know we're going down a rabbit hole for a second (laughs) did you know that there is this thing called like paris syndrome or something where people uh, hype up paris in their mind so much that once they've gone they're like disappointed that it's not like everything they wanted it to be or everything the movie sold it to them on oh my god and I'm here to tell you that for me it was everything I ever imagined like I did not have Paris syndrome it definitely met my expectations it really is the city of love and I I have goosebumps talking about it that's how much I loved being there it's so Um, lovely and fascinating city like literally two side stories the first day that I got there there was a man three stories below outside my hotel just walking the streets and he was playing a saxophone and he was playing the song La Vie en Rose Mm -hmm. which is my wedding song with my husband he wasn't with me unfortunately but I was like oh my god this is the city of love I literally got into my hotel room and Uh this song is being played outside my window like are you kidding and Ah. then so the experience that I had was I went into, we were like, me and my mother, we were visiting the, I want to say that was the day we kind of went over to, oh, what is that place called? The Bell Towers. Notre Dame. Yeah, that's the one. We went over to to Notre Dame and uh, we like, where I was getting really hungry because we'd walked like several miles around the area and we stopped in at this place and I should have known better to be honest. Like I am a vegan and this place literally had like pizza and stuff on the outside and I was like, well, maybe I can at least get like a cup of coffee or something, you know? So we go in there and 
I, with my American accent, <laughs> which I feel like that could have been part of it. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. me assuming some things. But I went in and I, I first asked if there was anything with no cheese and no meat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy says no. Like, even the, like, vegetable pizza, like, still had cheese. And so I was like, okay, no worries. Um, can I get coffee and do you have soy milk and no soy milk no like plant-based milk only Mm. normal dairy cream and then so I was like okay I'll just take a black cup of coffee like that's fine and I did nothing I said nothing that in my opinion was like I wasn't being rude I was just you know trying to feed myself Mm -hmm. and this guy like I think I had mentioned because he was like why don't you want these things and I was like oh I'm vegan like I just you know I don't eat Uh, meat or dairy or any of that and he he says why and I said well I do it for the animals and the the world and my own personal health it's just a very like personal decision and this guy (laughs) starts laughing at me and he says you're just one person you can't save the world and then then to add insult to injury he gives me my coffee without a cup And I said, or without a lid, without a cup, that would be impossible. I was very confused. He gives me my coffee without a lid and we're out walking around. So I ask like, oh, can I get a lid? And he says, oh, that's plastic. That's not helping the world. But he gives it to me anyway. And then like, uh, there's more to the story than that, that I won't go into because it like, there was stuff that like with my mom and stuff that just doesn't need to be a part of this right now. Mm -hmm. But like, I went, like, he was just so offensive and he technically apologized but not to me he apologized to my mom who was in earshot like he didn't apologize directly to me and he was extremely rude um and for me this was like so off-putting like Mm. I couldn't like here's me just trying to make like good ethical decisions not pressing my beliefs on him he asked me yeah and just totally like threw me for a loop I had never I don't think I've ever in my experience had somebody be that rude to me about being vegan mm. <laughs> wow. and because I'm not somebody who is normally like aggressive about it I'm just like hey like even if you're making small steps doing like a meatless Monday I think that's awesome like mm-hmm. do what you can for yourself you mm-hmm. know and for the world and I think that's enough I don't think everybody though it would be nice <laughs> I don't think everybody needs to fucking go overnight vegan you know but I feel like for me I could have let this entire thing ruin the rest of my trip I could have written off the entire country over this and then I was like no you know what that was one experience yeah it was shitty Mm. yeah I didn't like it yeah it definitely caused a fight between me and my mom later and it sucked it was an awful experience that I don't wish to repeat I will never go back to that store Mm. but it was one experience and I got to control what I did with that. Mm. And even though like, you know, it just, I don't know. Like I said, the story didn't necessarily have like a resolution, but just kind of pointing out like how even things on that level where there's like a moment of really high tension about something, even then you still have it in your power to be the person that says, okay, here's all of this. This could ruin my entire vacation and experience. Or Mm -hmm. I can look at this and say, you know what? It was one little blip in the vacation. Yeah, it really sucked. It hurt my feelings. But now we're moving on and doing different things. Yeah. Well, and also it sounds like the intensity with which your dietary choices upset him, it sounds like he couldn't let it go either. No. You know, (laughs) it's like your choices for your body and your life are now affecting his mood and his day. That's his choice. Yeah. That's not yours. Exactly. And like I said, I wasn't even like overly aggressive about it. I wasn't like, oh, your restaurant doesn't have this. What's wrong with you? Like there was no. I literally cannot imagine you saying such a thing ever. No, it was (laughs) so unsolicited for him to be so offensive. Mm. And uh, even remembering it, like I'm not, I'm not like mad, but I'm so like, but why? Isn't that, I find that so interesting, though. I mean, that that's exactly it. It's like, it's like, how much do you want to let little shit affect you? Like, honestly, 
you well, were... big shit and little shit. Yes. <laughs> but, like, for him, the way I'm thinking about it is he probably had, what, bare minimum 50 people come in that day. Right. At least, if not, like, hundreds. Who knows? Yeah, if not hundreds, because it was yeah. pretty close to, like, all the touristy stuff. Yeah. And so something inside him was so bothered that that affected him, that he wouldn't right? let that go. Like. You have so many other people coming in. You have so many other things going on in your life, probably. Like, what? Right? Why let this, like, again, why so serious? Yeah. Why so serious? Yeah. It could have just been like, hey, I'm really sorry I don't have those things, but here's your coffee. Like, I hope you find something elsewhere. Or, you know, it didn't even have to add that. It could have just been like a very, yeah, a very here's your coffee, bye. Like, and that would have sufficed. (laughs) Totally. It's so interesting. How we you know what's funny though? I got so like lean on that trip because I was walking everywhere every day and I was traveling with somebody that didn't agree with my dietary needs as well. Mm. So like all I ate was like room service fruit and vegetables and avocado toast. Oh no. <laughs> and you know what I find so fascinating? Upon researching Paris later, mm-hmm. there actually are vegan restaurants in Paris. Oh, I like guarantee full vegan that. restaurants. And I'm like, really? People still act like this when you literally have have restaurants in your city dedicated to this that's so interesting like what the f i don't know it just also no, i don't know why i said I f you. what the fuck yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all i had to say like like i said that story didn't really have a happy resolution necessarily it just but life like, doesn't oftentimes no it often doesn't and it's like you said, Hillary, it's like, is this the thing that destroys me? No. Did it destroy my opinion of the entire trip? No. Like, yeah, exactly. it just was what it was. And like I said, it sucked, but. But it's a moment. Yeah. Like, it, was a, it was a blip. Yeah. And realistically, I think that's, I've come to look at a lot of things in life like that, where I'm like, this is a moment. This will not change my life. This will not destroy my personhood. This will not stop my breathing. So... It's fine. And it's going to be fine. Yeah, totally. Ooh, I love this. I love this. So uh, (laughs) I just remembered a thing. Um, One of the people who supervises me said something that I thought was brilliant. Ooh, do tell. He said that um, sometimes he thinks of our job as therapists as uh, we turn a what if into a so what. <gasps> I love, love that? that. It's so true too. Oh, so that's it. It's like, that. ooh, I'm gonna keep that, <laughs> right? I do that all the time with myself. I'm like, what if, what if, what if? Okay, and so what? Right. Like, that's <laughs> almost like in the acting world. Like, yes, and yes, 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 and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, love it. Anywho, um, we will get back to you with some words from Hillary about Ooh. this topic after our word from our sponsors. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know that I have a specific story that I want to share, but I definitely have some thoughts and feelings I want to share. <laughs> I'm ready for these thoughts and feelings. Also, I feel like that's like another coined term from you, Hillary. You always say this, like, I have thoughts and feelings. Yes. I love it. I have thoughts and feelings. (laughs) And when I ask people something, often at the end, I'll be like, thoughts, feelings? (laughs) (laughs) Although my favorite thing to say at the end of something is be like, comments, questions, concerns, queries, quibbles. (laughs) (laughs) I love that word, query. That's a fun word. And quibble. It's so good. That sounds like something straight up out of Harry Potter. It's so good. I, I had think because a, they have like the quibbler. I know? had an English professor who would ask us if we had any queries or quibbles. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love so, it. So I kind of stole it a little bit out of pure love. Yes, so, of course. Um, so, yeah, I think what comes up for me around this topic and the tension that we're holding today is like, First of all, I know we already said this, but just to reiterate, it is a time in the world right now where objectively terrible things are happening. Yes. There's no way to deny that, you know? Um, I mean, I guess you could, but, like, how? (laughs) And so 
that tension fascinates me because I'll, I'll speak for myself. I very much want to help the world and I really want to do something to make life better for all of us. And when I say all of us, I don't just mean people, you know? Like, yeah. There's more than just people on this planet. <laughs> yes. So the struggle that I've had and that I see other people having is kind of what I want to speak to. And it's it's that struggle of I care so much. I want to help. Um, everything is terrible. How can I do it all? There's so many things I would need to do. I can't tackle it all. You see how it starts to like amp up the anxiety? Yes. Like it's, it starts with a cause and a care and concern. And then it just starts to build into, oh my God, I can't do this. Oh my God. It's so much. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right. Totally. And I think a lot of what I see, I saw it in myself and, (laughs) you know, therapy, Uh, So I have really tried to shift this in myself, and that's one reason I want to talk about it. Uh, But it's an ongoing journey, as is everything. But I see this in a lot of really, really kind-hearted people. Um, This pattern of everything's terrible, I want to do something to help it, and now I'm obsessing over every single choice that I make. And I think we've both been there, too. Oh, for sure. I think... You and well, I'll speak for me, but like I know even me, I've I've come to you and I've been like, Hillary, the world is hurting so bad. And I'm just like stuck there. Like yeah. on this loop. But you're not a fucking tree. You don't need to be stuck. Like ah, yes. I'm just saying. I love <laughs> I'm not it. A tree. No being stuck. Love it. And it's so true. And I've had those moments as well where it does, it feels overwhelming and it feels catastrophic. Now, it's okay to have that feeling right? Like, that's totally normal. Um, The part where I think it starts to go overboard, and it went overboard for me, and I can see it in others who are so kind-hearted, is when it becomes almost micromanaging every aspect of every part of your life and you as a person. So it becomes like, Every single thing I buy, every single thing I think about, every single thing I do, every single anything, you know? And I just noticed that putting that pressure on ourselves, again, I've seen it in myself and others, I've become convinced that it is a surefire way to fall right into anxiety and or depression. Like one of the two. It's either there's too much and I can't do anything about it, so now I'm anxious about it because I can't control anything, I can't help anything because, oh my god, look how much it is, or it's there's no point anyway and I'm so burnt out and I don't have any energy left because I spent all of my energy trying to figure out what food to buy because everything's so unethical now, you know? And I think that's really the hard part for me is to see that I think this can happen to anyone, but I see it tenfold in people who care deeply. And that's really hard because the motivation is pure. The motivation is beautiful and good. Yeah, totally. And at the same time, you can't do everything. You can be the ripple and you can make choices that will help other people make choices and then things will ripple outward. Absolutely. But you can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to save the world and then do it like that. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. No, and no one can. No No. one. And I think that's the weight that we're putting on ourselves. We're putting the weight of fixing everything on just individual selves and in my mind what I see that happens a lot is when we're doing that it makes us sick yeah no it really does and I'm somebody that really does believe and to each their own I'm someone that really does believe that our thoughts project our reality Mm -hmm. and even I'm not we've touched on this in an episode I'm not saying that like if you are ill or chronically ill that it is a thousand percent your fault no because frankly there's trauma there are so many factors that play into this totally but I do feel that I just lost my train of thought and I don't remember where I was going with that I think I know what you're saying though (laughs) maybe this is it it's that it's not that we are always the cause of our illness however 
there is a very real thing that if we are stressed and anxious, it does decrease our immune system and we will get sick more often. Yes, correct. So we hold some responsibility in that. Yeah. So like, as we said earlier in the episode too, though, like it is like your priority and should be your responsibility to experience more joy. Yes. Because it's better for you and everyone else around you. Yes. You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, You can't. And that, I think that's really at base one important thing because that's how I was able to wrap my head around it for myself. Yes. I want to help the world. I want like, yeah, I do have that drive that I think a lot of us do to help and to save and to fix and to care and to do all of those beautiful things to make the world a better place. And at the same time, I was making myself sick over it, you know? And so... For me, it came down to understanding that if I am not okay, I can't do any of that. Exactly. At all. And so I'm actually undercutting and undermining my ability to make changes in the world by pushing myself too hard to make those changes. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Totally. And I see this in so many people who, again, they're so kind-hearted, like, But what bothers me is the way that we're starting to talk about it. And Chloe, I don't know if you've heard this, but what I tend to hear is a ton of judgment thrown at people for minuscule choices in their lives. Yes. And that's not helping. No. No. It's not helping at all. And often it's a reflection of the judgment that they have for themselves. Yes. Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, gosh, in what episode do we not reference the four agreements? All of them. But even (laughs) in the four agreements, I'll link that below as well. Yes. Even in the four agreements, that's something that is very much talked about, like in the beginning of the book, how everybody is really living in their own version of their own reality Mm -hmm. and to like not take judgments from others personally because based on their experiences what they've been through and all of that collectively for them mm-hmm. is what causes them to cast that kind of judgment and though it, they still need to own it it's like their thing and they can change that yeah like it really has nothing to do with you at all exactly and i think it really is it's on us to make choices for ourselves making choices for other people is not our place exactly ever. Like, I don't care who you are, honestly. It's not your job to choose another person's life. I agree. You know? Ugh, rabbit hole. Since we're on the topic of holding tension and all of that, I do feel that even though I am not a parent, so I feel like I have to almost immediately discredit myself to a degree. Um, Even though I am not a parent, I feel like this very much falls in the hands of parents there to a degree because... Mm -hmm. There are a lot of parents that still to this day want to pick their child's partner, want to pick the kind of job that they'll have, want to pick like and try to steer them in that direction instead of just letting them express themselves how they want to. Yeah. Oh, so many thoughts on that. Now. I know. That could be a whole episode. (laughs) Oh, totally parenting and stuff. Now, granted, again, you know, there's some things you want people you love to be safe and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. Sure, sure. And as little kids, you have to make choices for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. But. Really? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a whole episode. Never mind. Yeah, that's the a point whole episode. is. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is just this like the way that I hear things being talked about, it it I mean, one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is I'll be perfectly honest, it was starting to get on my nerves because and this is no judgment. It just, this is my own personal reaction uh, from my own experience. It was starting to get on my nerves to hear people who have just the best intentions and the kindest hearts putting so much pressure on themselves and others for, when I say minuscule choices, I mean like the music you listen to. I mean like... I don't know, a snack that you buy one time, one snack in one day. I mean, like, literally everything. I mean, realistically, my thing is this. And actually, Pema Chodron talks about this in her book, um, 
Comfortable with Uncertainty, great book. Oh, that sounds like something I need to read. So good. (laughs) Still, I'm still in the middle of it, but she talks about how, um, first of all, everything is change. Everything is transient. Nothing stays. Like, that's just the nature of life. And so nothing is certain and we need to be comfortable with that. It's hard, but it's true. Um, And within that, it's very easy to get kind of nihilistic and like nothing matters anyway, so what's the point? But really, she advocates for joy. And she talks about how, like, don't be so serious about everything. Because realistically, when we know that everything changes and that everything will end and that nothing stays, we have, in my mind, two choices. One, we can get super serious and nihilistic and be like, it doesn't matter anyway, so what's the fucking point? Or two, we can say... What a beautiful, miraculous world where nothing will stay the same ever. And now it's my job to enjoy every moment of it because every single moment will end. Oof. That, that has so much power. It does. And like to be able to say, I'll use myself as an example. I listen to some music that the lyrics do not express my personal values. Sometimes they directly contradict my personal values. Girl, have you heard my pop playlist? They all be talking about how their pussies popping. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really into that, but it makes me feel good. Right? (laughs) And see, that's the thing. It's like, maybe the lyrics don't express who I am as a person, but you know what? I'm really vibing on this right now. This energy is what I need right now. There's something in this that makes me feel good. It can be just fun. You can have just fun or just play or just something frivolous. Not every single moment of all of your life has to be intensely, entirely purposeful. Yes. That's so much pressure to put on ourselves. (sighs) And also, like, just evolutionarily speaking, I do not think that our minds and bodies were designed to have that type of pressure that consistently. I really don't. Like... You're I think not wrong. a lot of our time used to be spent on play and recreation, and we've lost a lot of that, just evolutionarily. And I think that that's one thing that we're missing and one thing that is making us sick as yes. a whole species. We're yes. all kind of sick, if you think of anxiety as a sickness, which I do. I do. So I think this is the trend I've been noticing, and... Like I said, it was starting to irritate me, mostly because, again, no judgment on anyone, but it irritated me because I've been there. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, we're so high and mighty and we're so above it. No. No. Oh, my God. Not I can get all. stuck in that loop cons- consistently. Exactly. It's a daily thing to pull myself out and be like, okay, how much does this matter right now? Right. Like, is it okay? And at the same time, I am still trying to reduce my use of plastics. And I am trying to make good choices in what I do in this world and this life for myself and for the global community, the animals, the plants and everything. Both can be true. You don't have to say it's one or the other. And we're putting so much pressure on ourselves. Yes. Just like let go a little bit. Actually, there is a show called Patriot Act. With Hassan Minhaj, and he's amazing, by the way. <laughs> um, in his latest episode, at the very end, he talks about everything that's happening in the world, and there's this very real moment where you feel overwhelmed. You're like, "Oh my god!" Like everything is dying. Like, it's it's tough. And then he says, "But we can't all focus on all of it all the time." And he says, which I love, he goes, this is me giving you all permission to just pick a few things for 2020 that you want to focus on. Don't do everything. I love that. I think that's where I'm at. Don't do everything. Because you can't. And we're out here talking about how we can be well, how we can grow as people, how we can be more comfortable in who we are, how we can come home to our most authentic warrior selves. Yes. And I think part of that is acknowledging that we cannot do it all and we need to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves. Agreed. Being a person is having these fluctuations, complexities. Yes. 
That's okay. Agreed. We're not fucking perfect and we shouldn't be. No, never. Wouldn't that be weird? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, I'd hate that. <laughs> me too. Gross. I don't even want to think about it. It just makes me think right? back to Steven Universe. Yes. It makes me think of White Diamond. Yes. Oh, she's creepy as hell. She's creepy as hell. Did yeah. you know? I've I've listened. Okay. Eight Side Stories. If you guys are SU or Steven Universe fans. Oh my God. It's uh, amazing. If you're not, you should be. to hear about this. <laughs> um, White Diamond's character was actually like, I don't know if she was wholly based, mm-hmm. but uh, the creator, whoever made... Was it Rebecca Sugar? Is she the creator? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Rebecca Sugar actually was looking at like old 1950s commercials for yeah. like women. And that is a huge part of how she actually created uh, that makes White Diamond's so character. so much sense. Because 1950s women, like, think about that level of perfection that we Oof. were expected to hold. Woof. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> makes me want to watch that episode again yes so good uh, also you need to watch future so i can talk to you about it i know i need to <laughs> they find just went a way on to their mid-season break like or i think that's what it is it's like a mid-season finale oh so, interesting for Steven universe future i think there were like eight episodes and then they well, went on a mid-season by the way but, i this may be a stretch and you can call me on it if it is chloe but um i also feel like if you all watch Stephen universe You'll basically hear all of the values that we talk about in Dude, that show. <laughs> I literally wrote down for part of the homework since we're moving into that. Yes. Yes. I literally wrote down while we were talking, encourage people to watch Steven Universe. Yes. <laughs> so if you haven't watched it, um, if you have access to it, it's a Cartoon Network show. So if you have access to Cartoon Network, you should be able to get it. It's um, really good. It's so good. And the I don't values think it's are like on, spot on. I don't think it's on Netflix. Or, no, I've is, checked. Is it on Hulu? I have not checked. I don't know. It could be on Hulu. We're not sure. But if you have access to Cartoon Network, like even the online service, you should be able to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like the cartoon that we need right now. Yes. Like, it I'm is so you. like up to date with the world. Yes. And like... But, like, in a good way. The values are really strong and... Really yeah, good. It's I amazing. Love it. oh. Such a good show. It's also very relaxing. It is very relaxing. It's nice. Ugh, it's really nice. Garnet's a queen. Real oh. talk, who's your, who's your favorite of the main gems? Ooh. Like, including Peridot and, like, Lapis. Definitely Garnet. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Garnet is, like, best mom. She's a badass. <laughs> I love Garnet. I think Garnet's my favorite as well. And if you go, like, Ruby or Sapphire, I think I'm a Sapphire stan. Also, also, oh, totally Sapphire, um, which her vibe just fits us more. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I can definitely be Ruby sometimes. Oh, yeah, but... <laughs> totally, totally, same, same. But also, um... If there's any depthy people out there, uh, Garnet is super re- representative of what's called the transcendent fun- function in depth psychology. It's really? the concept. And they have a whole song about this in Steven Universe that blew my mind. Um, it's the concept that one and two will form a third thing that is entirely different I had no idea. Yeah. Coolio. I know. <laughs> Blew my mind. Um, so yeah, watch the universe. Part of your homework. Yes. If you have access, it's a great show. You will not be disappointed. I have oh, yet great. to meet a single person that I have recommended that show to that has watched it and isn't like, oh my God, is there more? Like, well, I did find one person. I did have the reaction of like, I don't get why it's so great. And I was like, maybe you just need to watch more. Like, right. I'll show you more. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. But we're also super biased. So maybe it's not well, someone's true. thing, but we kind of feel like it's everyone's because it's so we good. We kind of feel like it's everyone's. It's a really good show. Um, <laughs> so another thing for homework is very simple. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it might not be simple for everyone, but we encourage. That if it's what just, I'm thinking of, it was kind just, of hard for us, too. Yeah, it was hard for us, and I'm definitely going to explain that. But yeah. it's to find fun. And yes. the reason Hillary and I are saying that that's hard for us, and I think we even talked about this in another episode recently, is both of our significant others asked us what we do for fun, like yeah. around the same time, too. Yeah. They asked us what we do for fun, and both of us were like, 
like, oh, uh, um, we don't really have fun. Like, we just do like oh, things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like and... we have calm and we have relaxation, but that's different from fun. Exactly. And what if, if you are looking for something to maybe try out, I cannot recommend bullet journaling enough. It is like my current new obsession and I can't get enough. Like every evening, my late, my ritual lately has been like sitting down in my living room, turning on Star Wars because I've been watching through the series um, and just working on my bullet journal. And I can spend hours creating. So like it's I think, so fun. And that brings up a really good point because finding something that's just fun, it's something that's just fun for you. Exactly. Like maybe someone else would look at it and go, that's not fun. But is it fun for you? Then it's fun. Exactly. Like another thing that um, I almost want to like throw out categories. Like, <laughs> like you may find fun in organizing. You may find fun in doing something physical. You may find fun in something creative. You may find totally. fun in like, I'm running out of ideas. But um, the point is anything. Astrologically speaking, if you need some help looking for what might be fun for you, um, it may help, may not, depending. But uh, you can look to where your fifth house is because that's where Leo is and Leo is the fun sign. They're like the childlike play. Um, and you can also look to a degree to your midheaven and if if you guys are familiar with astrology that are listening, you'll know what I'm talking about. You can look to your midheaven, which for you and I, Hillary, is mm -hmm. actually Virgo in the 10th house. Mm -hmm. And so it, to me, is amazing and a no-brainer that I would find so much joy in creating planner spreads because mm -hmm. Virgo is all about, like, planning and meticulous and detail. And so, of course, that would bring me so much joy. Yeah. So... And I want to throw it out there that you may find something that is really fun that you didn't know that you would like. Agreed. That's what happened to me. I was like, bullet journaling. I like can't draw. That's like, no, I'm never going to be as good as everybody else. And it was like from this place of judgment. Yeah. And then I actually tried doing a few things with some tools. You know, I use like stencils and stuff because I really can't draw. And I was like, no, this is actually like really fun. What the hell? Okay. Two <laughs> things. One, everyone can draw. It's just how much we judge ourselves and what level not we wrong. want it at. Um, two... <laughs> I think it's so important what you just said, that judgment piece, because I was going to give an example and it, the same thing happened. So um, I faced some harsh criticism when I was a kid about dancing and I'm not even kidding you all. I did not dance in front of people without it being like choreographed from second grade until last weekend. I'm not and kidding. And loved it. And I loved it. It <laughs> lit me up from the inside. Yes. It was amazing. And now I want to dance every damn week. Yes. But what stopped me that whole time? Fear of judgment. Fear of judgment. So throw that freaking judgment out the window and try something that you think might be fun. Yes. Or try something that you're not sure you about. Enough. Yes. Just do, do something that. different. Please. Yes. Honestly, like... Hillary and I literally had the same experience. Why are we one, Hillary? I know. We're the same thing. <laughs> same person, same um, thing. <laughs> but yeah, like literally I think around the same time we also found like creative things that made us feel really happy. Yes. Literally. Did that happen on the same weekend, I Hillary? really think it was. I think it did. <laughs> yeah. And like a week or two before that we had the conversation about like, oh, my partner said I don't know how to have yeah, fun. They said I mean, I they didn't say that. Yeah, it wasn't like that. But they were like, what do you do like, for oh, fun? Man, and we're like, shit, we really don't have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were super gentle. We were like, oh, damn. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, so the last thing I wrote down for homework is um, pick what you can. I can't pick what you can. I don't know. Pick what you care about. Yeah. So like maybe work on one thing. Like maybe mm -hmm. you're trying to reduce waste, but you can't do the whole fucking all my trash fit into a jar this year, which by yeah. the way is bullshit. There's so many videos on this about how like it actually is not realistic and you literally can't. Like there are some things you can put in there, but like there is things that you just cannot avoid. Yeah. Um, oh, I mm, there's something I forgot to say earlier. Oh, go for it. Shoot. Um, you just reminded me. So, first of all, spoiler alert, if you're watching The Good Place and haven't seen the final season. I have not. 
Okay. Um, so you could spoil it for me. It's okay. I was going to say, cover your ears. Um, (laughs) I I could take my headphones out actually. Maybe I should. Hey, well, spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about that. You can point at me when I can come back. (laughs) We'll do. (laughs) Or do something. (laughs) Um, and if you don't want to hear what happens, you know, cover your ears, skip forward something. Um, but basically in the last, not last, in the most recent season of The Good Place, uh, they find out that everyone is being sent to the bad place. No one gets into the good place. And they find a person on Earth who is living ridiculously ethically. I'm talking like he steps on a snail and he buries the snail and has a service for it. Like there's so many things that he does. I can't even go into it. And they're like, he must get into the good place because he's living so ethically. Well, turns out he's being sent to the bad place because when you look at all the little decisions we make, something as small as buying an apple from the grocery store, you go back to how it's sourced, where it came from, what the labor was like, what pesticides were used, what's the impact on the environment. Every damn choice, even so small, can have all these ripple effects, all these negative repercussions or sources or causes. And it brings up the question of like, how can we live fully ethically in our society as it is? And I think the big takeaway is, again, you can't do everything. Like, you just can't. Okay, so we're done with spoiler alerts. All right. And we're back. Actually, I think instead of Star Wars today, when I sit down to Bullet Journal, I'm going to watch The Good Place. It's so good. I've only seen the first season. I haven't watched any of the others. They're so good. So I think I actually, that's a lie. I tried to watch parts of season two. Actually, funny, because we were talking about that today. I watched part of season two on my flight to London, which Hmm. is like I also went to Paris on that trip. And I fell asleep, not because it was boring, but because my ass was tired. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I fell asleep watching it, and then I just never picked it back up after that. Oh, it's so good. Um, But to what you were saying, yes, pick what you're going to care about. And I want to throw it in there. Sometimes I think we try to consciously or unconsciously like sneak around things. Yes. I think, and this is my personal feeling, if we're saying pick what you're going to care about as if you're going to limit it down and you say, oh, I'm going to care about being zero waste. Okay. Let's oh yeah, this is what I was that. getting to. Like, <laughs> pick one thing. Like, maybe an example. Maybe you buy a case of plastic water bottles. Maybe mm-hmm. just invest in a reusable one, and mm-hmm. maybe like a water filter, and there then you go. just commit to not purchasing the plastic bottles. You know, pick Perfect. one thing instead of picking everything. Yeah. So <laughs> picking one thing and saying my one thing is I'm going to be completely zero waste, you realize that's like 20 things that you're actually picking. Yes. Also zero waste people, please don't come for us. We're just we're trying no. to make differences where we can. Hey, we also I love what they're you, doing. Like also yeah, I love and respect what you're doing. Please be good to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you figured out a way to be zero waste and live a joyful life and like not have so much pressure that you're suffering and getting sick from it, Oh my God, more power to you. Yeah, please. That's amazing. Yes. So, but yeah, just, I think the gist is let's not put so much fucking pressure on ourselves all the time. Like, let yourself be a complex, flawed, beautiful human being. Yes. It's okay. (sighs) And that's what we got for you guys today. So I think that's it. Thank you so much. We hope that this helped, especially when times have been crazy. Rest assured, even astrologically speaking, we're in for a doozy this year. <laughs> um, Great. I can't even tell you how politically even things that have been going on are aligned with the transits and what's happening. Wow. So um, it's going to be kind of an insane year this year. Um, but, you know, it's going to be all right. We're in it together. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Listen to the song. I'm going to link that Steven Universe song <gasps> yes, down below. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> Please I've go listen to it. It's a great song. I've literally listened to it on a loop when I was anxious. Not Such even kidding. Such a great song. And if you do that and like sing along or breathe to it yes. or just like let yourself go, it feels so good. Like you could use it as a meditation, really. Yes, you really could. I agree with that. But anyways, we will talk to you guys next Monday. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
If you love what you heard today, please come and follow us on our social media platforms. We are at Twin Flames Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Use the hashtag AuthenticityWarrior to connect and share your authentic path with us. If you'd like to support us on our mission to spread authenticity to the collective, consider becoming a contributor on our main hub, Anchor. Anchor provides the ability not only to give feedback to the podcast, but you can also send in voice recorded questions that we are able to insert and answer on the show. Link in the show notes below. Another way to support us is by leaving a review. It really helps us to be seen and recommended more. If you do decide to review us, no matter the rating, screenshot it and send it to our email for a free guided meditation created by Hillary. More info on that below. And lastly, have a question, comment, or a concern? Send us an email. We'll do our best to reach back to you. Have a fantastic week. And remember, when you stand tall in your authenticity, you give others the assurance to do the same. We'll talk to you again next Monday.